Before the novel coronavirus, the world has seen many momentous pandemics that altered the course of history, killing large numbers of the global population. These viruses include the infamous Black Death, which wiped out a third of Europe's population in the 14th century, Kokolitsli, similar to the disease caused by Ebola, killed an estimated 5 million people in Mexico between 1545 and 1548. The Spanish flu or influenza between 1918 and 1920 was caused by a deadly type of the H1N1 virus, claimed an estimated 50 million lives in just 18 months. Compared with its predecessors, then, COVID-19 may seem a little tame. However, it's now been classified a pandemic. In South Africa, 13 patients are being treated for the coronavirus in Gauteng, KwaZulu-Natal and the Western Cape. The Department of Health has been working closely with the National Institute of Communicable Diseases to contain the virus. Dr. Juno Thomas is the head of the Center for Enteric Diseases at NICD. She explains the basis of how the virus is transmitted. The virus is transmitted by what we call respiratory droplets. When a person sneezes or coughs, they're microscopic tiny droplets that are released and you can't see them with the naked eye, they contain virus. Anyone who's in a very close proximity and it's generally recognized to be less than a meter might inhale or breathe in those little droplets. But also importantly is that these tiny droplets land in the environment. While there has been speculation about where the virus originated, Dr. Thomas says a wet food market in the city of Wuhan, the epicenter of the virus where live animals were sold, is most likely the source. It's thought to have originated from a food market in Wuhan where there were many species of animals, wild animals, domestic animals, and different types of food for sale. And then there's very close contact between many different species of animals and humans. The first cluster of cases of severe pneumonia in Wuhan were linked to some kind of contact with this marketplace. Because it was an, an, a new disease and tested negative for all the typical viruses and bacteria that we test for. It took some time for them to identify that this was a new virus. Thus far, the virus has traveled to 120 countries around the world. The worst affected remains China, Italy, Iran, South Korea, Spain and France. Nkululeko is a South African teaching in Guangzhou, south of Wuhan in China. He says while stringent measures were implemented last year, there's now increased movement on the streets as many return to work. The rule was for most people that you would stay indoors you wouldn't go to work, uh, you would wear a mask whenever you're outside. If you weren't wearing a mask, you could be fined by the police if you're caught. However, in the last week or so, we've seen a dramatic decrease in the number of new infections and things are almost going back to normal. Stores are opening, people are slowly going back to work. Most of us teachers are working online. Meanwhile, in South Korea, with more than 7,700 infections and 66 deaths, South Africans say movement remains restricted. Kyo Lobello is a South African PhD candidate in South Korea. She says hygiene remains their number one priority. There's been eight confirmed cases of people that are infected in our city and so we're told not to go to the city center 
people are being checked their temperatures as well as on the hour, washing our hands and sanitizing. China remains the country with the highest number of infections at 80,000 with more than 3,000 deaths. In Wuhan, 121 South Africans are preparing for their repatriation after an SAA flight with personnel from the Department of Health and the South African National Defence Force departed from the OR Tambo International Airport on Wednesday night. The plane will leave Wuhan with the South Africans on board on Friday. Prabhashni Mudli, SABC News, Johannesburg.